These are the Get Over Yourself Podcast Sponsors. MoFo, male optimization formula with organs to boost testosterone naturally. Brad's Macadamia Masterpiece, a mind-blowing nut butter blend. Carol Fit, stationary bike, awesome eight-minute workout. Organifi, whole food organic superfood supplements and drink blends. Perfect Keto, the cleanest, highest potency ketone supplements. Viore Clothing, fashionable, functionable, incredibly comfortable performance apparel. And please visit the bradkerns.com shop page for my personal selection of favorite products for health, fitness, and peak performance. And here we go with the show. It's all about a healthy, balanced approach to a sport that can easily become obsessive, out of balance, and uh, overtrained, unhealthy. When I tell people that I had no fruit for the past nine months, people gasp. It's similar when I question the health benefits of vegetables like broccoli. If I had to convince anyone to become a fat-burning beast, I would emphasize the mental benefits first, clarity of thinking and general lack of depression. The seeds and the basic building blocks of the plant, those are the things that have the most anti-nutrients, the most plant toxins in there because the plant is trying to protect itself from predators. It's time for a breather show. <sighs> yes, nose breathing throughout the day can help facilitate a beautiful balance between sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system function, keep you relaxed and chill and even more focused. So pay attention. Try to breathe through your nose. Try to be aware of it because when we start to get into high stress patterns, this is associated with shallow panting breaths that stimulate sympathetic nervous system function. And I notice myself when I have too many windows open or I'm getting into something really intense, even when I'm sitting on my butt looking at computer screen, uh, I can catch myself doing that shallow panting breathing. So taking control with some deep diaphragmatic breaths. And when we talk about nose breathing, the idea is that you are getting less air intake. So you have to be more deliberate and more focused on taking those deep diaphragmatic breaths where you engage the lower abdomen. You actually inflate. You want to think of the idea of inflating your lower abdomen upon inhale and then filling up your lungs, expanding your lungs outward, but first expanding that lower abdomen, then expanding the lungs outward to use your entire lung capacity. That's when you engage the oxygen-rich lower lobes of the lungs to get a full exchange of air. And then you can uh, exhale with some relaxation and you're in a nice nose breathing, diaphragmatic breathing pattern. And then you're ready to tackle some challenging questions and answers and great comments from the listeners. Why don't you participate by sending an email to getoveryourselfpodcast at gmail.com. Love hearing from you. Love feedback on the show, suggestions, and of course the questions. Uh, we had some questions from Maciej before and he had a little follow-up note. Uh, so he says, you know, uh, I want to 
emphasize that keto lifestyle is not for everyone. It's hard to explain all the benefits to someone who's not interested in changing or trying something new. Yes, what an excellent point for those of us on a health kick and embracing the ancestral lifestyle movement, which in many ways is in huge opposition to conventional stupidity, general dietary recommendations of the U.S. government or the mainstream authorities, and so wasting your breath, just like in politics, I think, when you're arguing uh, about uh, the issues at hand with someone who believes differently, probably a waste of each other's breath, right? It's very difficult to change people's minds. Mark Manson talks about that in his most re recent book, Everything is Fucked, a book about hope, where uh, we like to think that we're open-minded, but we're really way more closed-minded than we uh, perceive ourselves to be. And then uh, in tandem with that, we judge other people to be very closed-minded and think that we're open-minded. That's our baseline belief system, pretty funny, uh, backed by research. So if you think you're open-minded, try to be even more open-minded. And if you encounter people who seem to be closed-minded, uh, you're probably right, but give them a little bit of break because you're probably the same way. Uh, Gordo Byrne, I've uh, had his content uh, on the podcast too from his wonderful blog about family fitness and finances. And he wrote some observations uh, about the recent election and he used this term PPO. He was talking about the strategy and uh, how to win the election and the different vote uh, gettings compared to 2016. And he says, there's a certain percentage of people on either side of the uh, political spectrum who are PPO, permanently pissed off. And uh, <sighs> I think in that group, uh, they have good and valid reason to be. But I, after reading the article, I was like, yeah, I don't want to be one of those people who are in the PPO category, whatever category, uh, whatever distinct category I'm in, uh, it's not a great way to go through life. So trying to tone down uh, my uh, the level of my intensity uh, toward people who have opposing beliefs to myself and not be PPO, just be more open-minded and more relaxed and uh, try to focus on things that I can control, like helping all you guys out, your listeners and readers of the books, and then uh, kind of let things go that you have absolutely no control over. Okay, how about that? And then back to Maciej's note. Um, it's it's difficult to, uh, you know, waste breath on people who aren't interested in changing. Uh, when I tell people that I had no fruit for the past nine months, people gasp. It's similar when I question the health benefits of vegetables like broccoli. If I had to convince anyone to become a fat-burning beast, I would emphasize the mental benefits first, clarity of thinking and general lack of depression. Hey, pretty cool. Thanks a lot for that follow-up. Okay, next is from Mick, and he's writing in from Ireland. And isn't it nice to hear from listeners around the globe? I love that. And Mick says, I love the podcast. It's one of the few that I listen to that's both entertaining and I can actually learn something from. Hey, what a nice compliment. Thank you. <laughs> All right, keep up the good work. And uh, speaking of pig's ears, can I eat these things or should I just add them to my bone broth for their gelatinous quality? That sounds like a great ingredient to add to bone broth. And of course, uh, properly preparing the bone broth at home entails putting it on low in the crock pot for up to 48 hours. And that's when you really get the, uh, the leaching out of the uh, gelatinous material, the collagen, the glycosaminoglycans, those great agents that are contained uh, in, in bones and joint material. And you can uh, you know, drink it and get something that's really difficult to obtain 
in reasonable portions in the diet. And we have such a great need for those. Uh, Dr. Kate Shanahan, Deep Nutrition, and her new book, The Fat Burn Fix, talking about how throughout ancestral history, we've had uh, regular access to this joint material because we ate the animal in nose-to-tail fashion, and we saved everything, including boiling out the bones and making broth. And so now today, it's sort of a forgotten aspect, except for the fact that the product categories becoming more and more popular. People are making really super high quality bone broths that you can buy in the store. My friend Nell Stevenson has a product. You should uh, Google that and see if you can find it. And um, there, there are many great uh, companies out there, uh, Bonafide Provisions. I had uh, Sharon Brown on the podcast, the founder of that company. So you can source some really high quality gelatinous bone broth in the store, not to be confused with what should be most uh, appropriately called stock. So if you go to um, the store and you see those cartons of uh, beef stock, chicken stock, sometimes they call it beef broth or chicken broth. That's not really broth in the sense that uh, you're getting all the health benefits of these gelatinous ingredients. So a true bone broth will be gelatinous when it's refrigerated and only when you heat it up does it turn into liquid. Uh, if you had that liquidy stock uh, in the cardboard box that you use sort of as a base to uh, make something in the crock pot uh, that has much less nutritional benefit. And that's why it costs $1.79 at Trader Joe's for chicken stock or beef stock, rather than you can see some of the prices on these bone broth products are pretty expensive for a small amount. That's because it's a super food. So definitely pull the trigger. There's also some nice powdered uh, bone broth products out there now that I've been using that are a little more affordable, but make a concerted effort to get uh, more bone broth type foods and uh, joint material into your diet and honor your ancestors has so many wide-ranging benefits in the body, uh, hair, skin, nails, uh, joint material, and also uh, believed to have wonderful benefits for uh, heal and seal properties in your gut and addressing the very common health condition of leaky gut syndrome. I was just reading something from uh, a coach, a practitioner, uh, saying that there's something like 80% of the clients come in with leaky gut symptoms. Um, you can go to nourishbalancethrive.com and take their quiz. It's a free uh, seven-minute uh, quiz where they're predicting some of your health considerations uh, based on your answers to the quiz. Chris Kelly, the software developer, doing that genius stuff, and you will very likely come up with symptoms of uh, gut dysfunction, leaky gut, and the bone broth can help uh, kind of heal up those uh, those tight junctions in your intestines, which have become permeated by uh, toxic foods, uh, especially grains, gluten, and other things that irritate the gut lining. Greetings, my fitness-minded listeners. I want to acquaint you with the Primal Fitness Expert Certification Program, the most comprehensive home study multimedia fitness education course in the world. If you want to enhance your personal knowledge of all aspects of leading a healthy, active, fit lifestyle, this total immersion course will be life-changing. I'm the lead instructor and author of the course, and we have 14 chapters of extensive written content with over 100 accompanying videos covering topics such as general everyday movement, including micro-workouts and dynamic workstation tips, the full experience of gym-based strength training and all the different modalities, a complete presentation on all aspects of sprinting, both running and low impact options, an assortment of high-intensity interval training and high-intensity repeat training strategies, 
a detailed education on the principles and practical application of aerobic endurance training, and extensive commentary, the most you will find in any publication, on all aspects and symptoms of overtraining and burnout. We even have fascinating peripheral topics like integrating nasal diaphragmatic breathing, dynamic stretching, injury prevention, and developing a peak performance mindset. It's really something, this course. We went all out for over two years with a great team to develop this amazing home-based fitness education for you. And you get one-on-one expert email support and private Facebook group connection throughout your studies to ensure that you absorb everything optimally and you pass your series of exams and get certified. So go to primalhealthcoach.com slash Brad to enjoy a very special limited time. And I'm not kidding. This is a big time discount just for you. 25% off your tuition. A fantastic premium offer at primalhealthcoach.com slash Brad for the most comprehensive fitness course you can ever find. Okay, so there's the plug for bone broth. And yeah, Mick, go for it. Put those pig's ears into the crock pot and cook them up. And then uh, finally, Mick says, hey, I would love to hear you try an Irish accent on your podcast. Oh, lad, I can't do an Irish accent because I've never been there, nor to the Republic of Northern Ireland where Belfast is located. I would love to visit someday, since my ancestry DNA indicates that I'm 98% Ireland and British Isles in my stock there. But I, I don't drink beer now, so what the heck would I do there in Ireland? Besides, play golf on the great links courses of the world, such as Royal County Down in Portsmouth. Thank you for listening. <gasps> Get to the next question quick, please, please. John Bennett writes in and says, hey, I hope you're doing well. Wanted to drop you a quick line and let you know how cool it was that you read and offer some thoughts on my email. I wasn't having the greatest day, but when I listened to the breather episode, it totally changed my mood to hear you read my letter. All right. That's what I love about your podcast, your wide ranging in- info and also positive and fun to listen to. Hey, another compliment. Why, thank you, peoples. I appreciate that. It's hard to find a venue that is not totally polarized these days, whether it's politics, culture, food, exercise, whatever. You either have to agree with what someone says, or you're wrong and a bad person to boot. It's great to hear various perspectives and actual conversations when people disagree, even on your show. I love listening to Chris Kelly because you're both more interested in common ground and people doing 90% of the things that make them healthier and happier than arguing over the little differences. You're not concerned about being perfect, trying things by feel, experimenting with new diets, new approaches, listening to the body, all great stuff. And then he talks about... Uh, his son, who's a big guy at 15, lifting weights seriously, and he's following advice from bodybuilders and strength coaches about training nutrition. Cool things to see, especially as a teenager. He's cleaned up his diet on his own, eliminating sugar, processed foods, snacks, and adding back more good stuff and developing a feel for how food impacts his body. Same with his workouts. He's getting a good understanding of training for health and long-term versus short-term gains and injury risk. So I've been really impressed to see that. And hey, I'm looking forward to trying the Macadamia Masterpiece when it hits the market. Thank you, John Bennett. And that's the commercial product plug of the show. It's on the market, man. You can go to bradventures.com and try this out. It is the most incredible nut butter blend that you'll ever try. And I got to say, 
Uh, just about every consumer we've heard from has said it's absolutely delicious. So I think we nailed the flavoring and you really like it. And at breadventures.com, you can buy three and get one free. You can buy six and get two free. And you can get free shipping over a hundred bucks. And because you're listening to the podcast, I will give you a top secret code to get 10% off your order. In addition to the buy free, get one free. What a deal. And the code is Brad. 10. So go check it out at bradventures.com. And back to the show from Patrick Halley. He says, hey, Brad, I just read your old triathlon book published in 2005, Breakthrough Triathlon Training. I love the philosophy. Several of your points I've used in my ultra marathon training and events and will use more points as I train for my first triathlon. Hey, guess what, Patrick and others? I have comprehensively edited, revised, and updated that old time book, and I'm going to republish it uh, under the new title of How to Improve Your Triathlon Time. Get it? How to improve your triathlon time. Have a better time. (laughs) I hope you get it. Anyway, that's coming out to Amazon pretty soon. Pretty exciting. So I updated a lot of the commentary. It's all about a healthy, balanced approach to a sport that can easily become obsessive, out of balance, and uh, overtrained, unhealthy. Okay, so Dennis from Seattle says, hey, what's up? Do you have a rough template for the season after the two-month aerobic base building period? So he's talking about uh, content in uh, Primal Endurance and other books where we talk about the uh, great benefit of starting out your competitive season as an endurance athlete or even as an athlete in many other sports with a two-month, minimum two-month period of aerobic base building where you focus specifically on workouts in the aerobic heart rate zones, very comfortably paced, building up your endurance, building up your energy, uh, improving the resiliency of your muscles, joints, and connective tissue before introducing those high-intensity workouts that can contribute to competitive success and help you make quick fitness breakthroughs, but they're best performed when you have a nice, strong base going. So that first uh, couple months of the year, take it easy, keep that heart rate low, and just go out there and work on conducting some of those over-distance workouts where you stay out there for a long time, learn how to be on your feet or on the bike seat for a long time, and then and only then consider jumping into recreational races or doing those high-intensity workouts. Um, And uh, Dennis says, I'm I'm feeling great, um, and I want to uh, eventually get into uh, trail run competitions, mountain biking, things like that. So if you're feeling great in your aerobic base training phase and you're itching, you're, you're chomping at the bit to go try some high-intensity workouts, that is the best time to go and do them. Uh, but I want to make that distinction from saying, hey, it's March 15th and now it's time to go do your intervals, even though it's raining and snowing and uh, your body's a little tired or your knees uh, feeling a little balky. So you want to have uh, everything lined up nicely where you're 100% rested and motivated and fully energized uh, for those workouts where you go into the uh, high intensity and uh, race preparation type of workouts that are more stressful than the aerobic workouts. 
Um, so there's no rules or strict guidelines there, but definitely making sure you're ready. And then starting slowly and leaving some in the reserve. So you don't have to go uh, break yourself on the first few uh, high-intensity workouts of the year. You can expect to improve gradually rather than try to chomp off too much and then suffer a setback such as an injury or delayed recovery time because the workout was too much for your current capacity. And then he's also asking, do you have an experience or input on zero-carb carnivore diet? I'm just curious uh, to hear your input uh, in the endurance parameters. So people that have uh, long distance uh, endurance training and competitive goals, and then going into this uh, extreme restrictive diet where you're, if you're going hardcore carnivore, you're getting little or no carbohydrate. And in general, that can present a bit of a problem, can't it? Because you're going to need uh, a certain amount of uh, carbohydrates and uh, stored glycogen uh, to get through uh a typical training program of an endurance athlete where you're putting in hours and hours of work. Uh, but as some of the leaders in the scene have shown, people like Zach Bitter, who talks about this a lot in his Human Performance Outliers podcast, Timothy Olson, two-time winner of the Western States 100-mile run, and Mike Morton, who performed the extraordinary achievement in uh, earlier in 2020 where he ran 100 miles in 18 hours, quite a fast pace with no calories. So the fat adapted endurance training uh, movement is here to stay. It seems like a real breakthrough and has continued uh, further performance potential for people to uh, go really long distances uh, without requiring uh, a lot of onboard calories or any on onboard calories in the uh, case of these uh, extreme results. Um, Dude Spellings also, my main man, Dude Spellings, who's been on the podcast, uh, did the historic double crossing, the epic double crossing of the Grand Canyon, which is around 50 miles and uh, many thousands of feet of climbing. And he attempted to do that on no calories. He had to reach for some nut butter at some point so he could get up the final rim to the top. And then upon completing this 13 hour uh, extreme endurance challenge, instead of feasting on pizza, there was a big uh, stack of pizza boxes for him and his crew waiting for them at the top of the South Rim, he decided to fast overnight in order to facilitate recovery. Uh, we talk about this in our upcoming book, and um, I've talked about it on the podcast too. I think it's an amazing uh, breakthrough in uh, philosophy to think that in a fasted state, we may be optimizing recovery rather than uh, requiring uh, this massive calorie consumption as soon as we get home from uh, extreme endurance workouts. So if you're going uh, at an aerobic heart rate, you don't have as much requirement for glucose as you do when you start speeding up. So someone who's in a bicycle racing pack, if they're a cat two or cat three racer and their heart rate's getting up there for long periods of time, as you can do in biking, uh, is a little bit different case than someone who's trying to uh, plod along all day uh, on an ultra or a long distance ride where the heart rate is in comfortable uh, zone and you're burning mostly fat. And so this requires a lot of personal experimentation, but I think for many endurance athletes, uh, that performance variable of your body weight 
or your strength to weight ratio is a big one. And a lot of people are working hard, putting in a lot of hours of training and carrying excess body fat. So I think the power of this carnivore diet, uh, one of the main attributes of it, besides healing from possible plant reactivity, which we've talked about on the show, uh, one of the main attributes is that it'll, it'll facilitate a quick and efficient reduction of excess body fat due to the fact that you're not consuming hardly any carbs, so you're not producing a lot of insulin, and you're feeling uh, highly satisfied from these nutrient-dense meals that are really filling. So it's not a struggle and suffer ordeal. You can actually adhere to it for 30 days or 60 days, get rid of that unwanted body fat, and then strategically reintroduce carbs as you see fit to support your performance goals. But I think getting those body composition goals handled out of the gate can be really powerful and uh, lead to you know great performance breakthroughs down the line. All right. Thanks a lot for uh, that question. And then we get to Stephen Rader. All right. Check his game out at formiseverything.com. He presents some wonderful videos and written commentary about uh, doing a variety of uh, strengthening, flexibility, mobility moves, progressing from uh, the basic squat to the more difficult one-legged maneuvers. And he's been a great resource for me. And now I've implemented into my uh, my world-famous morning routine. Go check out the new video on YouTube, Brad Kern's Morning Routine, where I go through everything that I do. Uh, but I finish off with uh, the hover lunges, which he taught me, as well as the drinking bird. And so these are two extreme difficult single leg uh, squat exercises and um, it's been it's been really great to try to increase my competency in things that require a ton of balance so especially if you're someone who likes to go to the gym and wait up that heavy bar and go down and do a set of squats and isn't that great but have you tried anything with one legged and noticed whether uh, you have competency with basic balance so the hover lunge is basically doing a single leg squat uh, without holding on to anything and the drinking bird is kind of doing uh, a single leg deadlift, if you will, where you're uh, bringing your torso down to parallel to the ground and then standing back up uh, with that uh, raised leg extending out uh, parallel with your torso. So uh, you know, like the little toys, uh, the little bobblehead on a spring, those drinking bird toys, or um, that's, I guess, where they got the name from it. Anyway, Stephen says, uh, aside from fitness for a moment, his area of interest and expertise. He's talking about diet for a second. Hey, Brad, I really want to hate carnivore, but I can't ignore it. Your piece, your written piece has persuaded me to get out of this mindset that carnivore means vegetables and fruit are bad and you can never eat them again. I love vegetables and fruit and lentils and chickpeas, but I do have nagging inflammatory problems and belly fat that I'd like to remove. Uh, what's your experience with carnivore? I also noticed Mark Sisson talking about it a lot on Mark's Daily Apple. So, huh, okay. You know what, Stephen? If you can just do uh, those hover lunges every day, you can eat anything you want. How about that? <laughs> and for the rest of us listening, uh, as you're probably familiar with, I've been on this carnivore-ish pattern since early 2019 when I was first exposed to the ideas of the leaders like Dr. Sean Baker, Dr. Paul Saladino. And I think I'm going to conclude that I've made a uh, pretty significant and long-term lifestyle shift in my diet after many years of being uh, pretty much locked into a primal paleo ancestral style eating pattern. Uh, including trying to emphasize the wonderful uh, 
array of plants from the plant kingdom, the big piles of produce that I'd stir fry and uh, serve to my family when we had gatherings and uh, going out and getting the giant salads. Uh, that kind of has uh, transitioned out of my diet uh, the more I think about and learn about the carnivore rationale. I no longer go looking for big loads of produce to consume every day. And I'm embracing the realization that the most nutrient-dense foods on the planet are the animal foods nose-to-tail style and the superfoods in the animal category, such as organ meats, such as oily cold water fish. Uh, and pretty soon you'll see on my social media, and we'll talk about it on the podcast, I've been working on a project inspired and together with Kate Ouellette Kretzinger, who's been a guest talking about her marathon bicycle exploits on the carnivore diet. But we've created this chart called the Carnivore Scores, where we rank the most nutrient-dense foods in the animal world and also uh, talk about the least offensive plant foods to integrate into the diet. As Stephen says, you want to enjoy your life. You love certain vegetables and fruit. Um, you don't have any reactivity. You can care integrate these things, but there could be a lot of people suffering from nagging, immune, or inflammatory problems that might get a huge benefit uh, with a restrictive diet. And so this is a very common uh, strategy in the functional health world is to try to eliminate things in your diet. And the carnivore would be probably the most simple and uh, practical way to do an elimination diet because uh, animal foods are uh, minimally reactive compared to all the plant foods and the allergies that we're familiar with. So if you want to try a 30-day carnivore experiment and get rid of all plants and then, you know, slowly add them back in and see what your tolerance is like. I'm pleased to present B-Rad grass-fed whey protein isolate superfuel, the absolute highest quality all-natural protein supplement infused with creatine that delivers everything you need to optimize your appetite for fat loss, recover quickly from workouts, and build and maintain lean muscle mass, the single most important attribute for aging gracefully. Our protein comes directly from small family farms in America's dairy land of Wisconsin. It's cold processed and micro filtered for maximum bioavailability and digestibility. So please, don't mess with the many cheap commodity protein supplements that are ineffective, inferior, less pure, and often contain junk sweeteners, especially the plant-based offerings that are vastly less bioavailable than the gold standard of protein supplements that's whey protein isolate. Whether you're in your peak athletic years looking to grow and recover or in the older age groups trying to delay aging and decline, whey and creatine are widely agreed to be the most critical and effective supplements to take for the rest of your life. You can easily stir the superfuel in water or make a delicious smoothie every day. I'm certain that you're going to love the pleasant, light, natural vanilla bean and cocoa bean flavors. So try some on Amazon today. It's a huge hit with dozens of five-star reviews. Or you can order direct from bradnutrition.com with our buy three, get one free and make the super fuel a centerpiece of your daily routine. 
You can tell possibly things that have been causing big problems in your life, uh, but have been lingering there forever because we uh, widely recognize them to be supremely healthy. And I give my example of uh, making my super nutrition green smoothie every single morning with uh, big piles of raw kale and celery and spinach and beets, and then experiencing uh, stomach bloating and transient digestive pain in the hours following every single time. And having a conversation with my friend who was also on the green smoothie game and a a really uh, health enthusiast. And he said, well, it it gives me stomach pain too, but it's so healthy that it's worth it. And that comment stopped me in my tracks because I I thought, you know, if something's super healthy and these foods are so healthy to consume, why am I getting this uh, gas pain, bloating and things like that after I consume them? And so we now know that uh, raw vegetables in particular, even though they have high nutritional value, are much more difficult to digest than cooked vegetables. And some of the uh, lauded superstars in the vegetable kingdom can have the most reactivity. And this includes leafy greens and things like that. So it's definitely a movement that's here to stay. It's got a lot of science behind it. The leaders are doing a good job uh, explaining it and providing uh, reasonable and sensitive rationale. And you can look at meetrx.com, that's Sean Baker's operation and many others behind that. And you can read these remarkable healing stories of people that have kicked these long-term uh, digestive irregularities, nagging inflammatory conditions uh, by going to the carnivore diet. So if you're a sufferer and you've tried uh, traditional approaches to healing and they're not working, I would strongly recommend an exclusionary diet. And if you're interested in losing excess body fat, same thing. Uh, and then we can go from there. And if everything's great and you feel fantastic, uh, you know, why change anything? But I think we can always strive to uh, you know, improve and see how things can go. I never thought I would uh, second guess my tremendous emphasis on vegetables, uh, super nutrition, green smoothies, and things like that. But I have tried to remain, maintain an open mind and think critically at all times. And I guess uh, if you're resistant, like Stephen uh, shares at the outset, I really want to hate carnivore, but I can't ignore it. Uh, if you're feeling uh, resistant in that way, I think this is a great way to exercise your skills of critical thinking and open-mindedness and test things and be open to new ideas. So sharing a little more uh, as I did with Stephen on email and so talking about on the show, I talked about how I've made this massive shift away from uh, obligatory produce consumption. And I think if you're going to go into this carnivore experiment, uh, try to emphasize the uh, the most nutritious and the best source products. So you want to try for that grass-fed, pasture-raised, and stay away from the uh, feedlot animals and the vastly inferior products that are out there in mainstream. So if you're going to eat some eggs or emphasize eggs in your diet, go find the uh, pasture-raised sustainable harvest egg labels instead of the conventional eggs. They're uh, massively uh, better in the key Uh, nutrients uh, like choline, like omega-3. As soon as you crack the egg and you see that beautiful orange yolk from a pasture-raised egg, you can realize that this animal had a vastly superior diet to the uh, chickens that were uh, 
trapped in the coop and ate feed and uh, laid an egg that has a watery uh, kind of opaque yolk that doesn't have a lot of color to it and much less nutritional value. Uh, same with the organ meats. It's such an important uh, part of the animal diet and one that's widely overlooked and, and disregarded and disrespected in modern life. But all traditional cultures have emphasized organ foods from the very beginning. Uh, if you go eat traditional Mexican cuisine and you go to the carniceria, you can find some tripe. That's the um, uh, intestine. You can find uh, lengua, the tongue. You can find cabeza or the brain. And um, this has been part of traditional culture for a long time. Traditional French cuisine obviously is heavily emphasizing organ meats. And Tanya Teshka's wonderful book, Bordeaux Kitchen, will help you get your organ meat game into top, top form. But if you want to tiptoe in that area, you're a little uncertain about ordering up a kidney and liver and cooking it up. Uh, what I like to do is, uh, this was um, a strategy that uh, Paul Saldino introduced me to, is you get your uh, grass-fed liver and you keep it frozen and then thaw it out just enough to be able to make thin slices with a really good knife. So you make several thin slices, salt the heck out of it with a nice high-quality ancient mineral sea salt, like real salt, and it tastes quite nice. It has no uh, none of the offense or the smell uh, that happens when you're trying to um, get that jellyfish technique your liver cooked up a little bit and try to uh, wash it down. So these little slices of frozen raw liver are palatable to almost everybody. And uh, that's a really nice way to uh, up your consumption of organ meats. And of course, if you're if you're really wanting to get serious about this and do it the easy way without having to be a, a culinary wonder, uh, just go to ancestralsupplements.com and try some of their 100% uh, grass-fed, freeze-dried animal organ supplements from New Zealand. They have just about every organ you can think of, every part of the body in a bottled form now, things like colostrum, bone marrow. Uh, their most popular product, obviously, is beef liver. They have a compilation product called Mofo that has Brad Kearns on the label because we've been uh, promoting and developing this product together. It's been a wonderful journey. Their reception to the product has been fantastic. MOFO stands for Male Optimization Formula with Organs. So this is a compilation of different animal organs that's designed specifically to naturally boost your internal testosterone production. It contains testicles, prostate, liver, heart, and bone marrow. And you can read all about it at bradkearns.com slash mofo. Since you're listening to the show, I will give you a 10% discount code called Kearns. When you order direct at ancestralsupplements.com, you can also order mofo on Amazon. So that's my huge, huge plug for emphasizing the most nutritious foods in the world, which are the nutrient-dense, high-quality animal foods, particularly animal organs. You can get them in bottled form and also going for those oily cold-water fish and the other superfoods in the animal kingdom. Uh, give it a try. And when you increase the nutrient density of your diet, you find yourself uh, feeling full and satisfied and not so likely to reach for those uh, sweets and treats and things that kind of leak into the diet when you're um, uh, uh, not getting enough nutrition. So uh, speaking of your fondness for fruits and vegetables and all those antioxidant benefits and the things we read about uh, in the superfoods in the plant kingdom, uh, it's pretty clear now that these antioxidant benefits can be uh, surpassed by fasting. 
And when we're in a fasted state is when the human body is working most efficiently with cell repair, detoxification, controlling inflammation. That's why dude Spellings went into his tent and crashed out for 12 hours instead of chowing down on pizza because his body was in an exhausted, inflamed, uh, high free radical state from doing the crazy Grand Canyon double crossing. So when you realize that fasting is king and it, it vastly kicks butt on any uh, super juicy juice that you can get from the fresh squeeze juice uh, store or the various plant-based superfood supplements and things like that, when you realize that fasting is the centerpiece and nothing tops it, hmm, you know, it makes the carnivore uh, style eating pattern more compelling. I'm going to call it carnivore-ish because uh, I don't feel like uh, severe and total plant restriction is appropriate for uh, most people, maybe some people, uh, but you got to test that out for yourself. And then uh, the least offensive plant foods, such as fruit, right? Fruit is the final offering of the plant. The plant doesn't care if you uh, pick the fruit, but the seeds and the, 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 basic, the basic building blocks of the plant, those are the things that have the most anti-nutrients, the most plant toxins in there because the plant is trying to uh, protect itself from predators. And so that's the story of the, uh, the anti-nutrient, the rationale for uh, restricting plant foods and giving yourself a break from uh, the toxic effects, even the mildly toxic effects of these plant toxins, which are widely known. That's why we have to soak, sprout, ferment, and cook uh, most of the plant foods to even render them edible and non-toxic. And so it's all a spectrum. It's all personal, uh, but definitely worth trying if you have some of those goals like dropping excess body fat, healing leaky gut issues or dealing with nagging autoimmune and inflammatory conditions. And what a great way to close out this breather show with some wonderful questions and comments. Thanks everyone for participating. Go ahead, send us an email, get over yourself podcast at gmail.com. And if you could take a little time to leave a review, oh my gosh, it has such a tremendous impact. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or another podcast player, just write a few words, uh, plug that five stars and it helps the show, uh, get more attention and more listeners. So thanks for spreading the word yourself too. Have a great day and keep getting over yourself. Thank you for listening to the show. We would love your feedback at getoveryourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And we would also love if you could leave a rating and a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. I know it's a hassle. You have to go to desktop iTunes, click on the tab that says ratings and reviews, and then click to rate the show anywhere from five to five stars. And it really helps spread the word so more people can find the show and get over themselves, because they need to. Thanks for doing it.